Hi, everyone. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now? This is Marilyn Laurie, and I have a very, very special podcast for you today. I'm going to be interviewing Marie Elizabeth Molly. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about her first before we jump into this incredible conversation about living, staying radiant in the second half of your life. She's going to tell you the title even better than me. As we all know, I'm a little loosey-goosey with interviews and on my podcast, I don't do anything in perfection. So as uh, Marie Elizabeth and I have gotten to know each other briefly just a few weeks ago, I instantly liked her. I met her in a group. Um, and we got on a Zoom call right away and we just got to know each other. And I just loved what she was doing. I loved what she was about. And I also really like bringing people to you who I feel are not only spiritual and operating in this space, but very giving with their time, their energy, their information. I don't operate with spiritual people who are very competitive. And I have talked about this before on my podcast, how you can be in a spiritual room and there's a bunch of mediums in there and everybody's really competitive with each other. And I just don't understand that kind of experience. And with Maria Elizabeth, as soon as I met her, I was like, it was just great. We just were like old girlfriends just talking and having a great time. And before I jumped onto this call with her, I was a little fococked and all over the place. So I'm still bringing in my energy and grounding it right now because I'm in the middle of negotiating a car deal. So <laughs> that's what happened. So I'm going to tell you a bit about Maria Elizabeth and we're going to discover her together, which I really love doing those types of interviews where I'm learning something myself. I think there's so much more fun and fresh. So Maria Elizabeth Molly, as the founder of Relationship Alchemy, and all her information is going to be in the show notes, and I definitely am going to tell you to check it out. She's got a cool quiz, she's got a great podcast, and she's got a great website. Um, she's done the Passion Body Activation Retreats, two times TEDx speaker, and host of the Relationship Alchemy podcast. Maria Elizabeth Molly helps women communicate more effectively and transform patterns of thinking and behavior that get in the way of love connection and success in relationships and business, which is why I need this right now. She draws on her master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine and over 20 years of working with clients. She teaches people how to show up as an authentic leader in their relationships and work instead of twisting themselves to fit in. She may have just fell off her chair. I'm not looking. So are you okay, Marie Elizabeth? Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, who cares? I'm, like I said, I'm Lucy Goosey. Marie Elizabeth Works work has been featured in Tribe Global, Sway, and Forbes. She is also a philanthropist and published author with an MFA in poetry from Sarah Lawrence College. I didn't know that. And an under, underwater photographer who has a thing for sharks. Welcome, Marie Elizabeth. How are you? I'm great, thanks. It's so good to be here. I, too, loved our first conversation, so I've been really looking forward to this one. That's great. And the topic is the key to expanding your radiance in the second half of life, which I think is really important. Um, before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Like what brought you to this work and brought you to where you are today? Because a lot of people are in the similar space as you and they're creating businesses from their life experience. So I'd love to hear more about you. Well, I've been in the personal growth world for over 30 years and I began really in the healthcare space, I was a massage therapist. I have a master's in Chinese medicine and practiced acupuncture and herbs for years. And then I really hit a point of burnout where my desire to be a writer got louder than my desire to keep working with clients. And so I actually left patient care at that point and became a full-time writer for 10 years. Mm. And then my own marriage ended. And I had this realization that I'd always had a kind of through line 
and clarity around my purpose and around what I do in the world and the gifts that I bring and all of that. But the area that was always more difficult for me was creating and sustaining awesome relationships, in, in particular, intimate relationship. And so at that point, that was 2012, and I flailed for a couple of years. And then I entered a deep dive, like a two-year deep dive from 2014 to 2016, studying what makes us tick in relationships and sexuality, how to do it better, how to communicate more effectively, how to be more connectable. Because what I realized was I'm very good at kind of creating connections at first, but really sustaining connection over time through the ups and downs of intimate relationship where you don't let resentment get the better of you or you don't let boredom take over or whatever it is that your particular pattern tends to be. Um, I really wanted to hack that for myself. And through that study, I rediscovered how much I loved coaching and working with clients because I had gotten trained as a life coach a while back, but uh, my desire to write was louder. So I didn't ever end up doing it. So between the life coaching certification and the relationship coaching certification, I got excited to work with folks again and started really focusing on relationships from 2015 onward. And so that's been the bulk of my work over the past seven years, seven and a half years or so. And then because I'm always like you, I'm very intuitive and I'm always kind of tuning in to what's, I want to keep my finger on the pulse of what's hot for me uh, in terms of what interests me and who I love to work with. And I noticed myself being more and more drawn to working with women at that moment in life when everything they've been striving for, that success or the, or the marriage or whatever it is that that a woman has been going for, invariably there's a point where it plateaus, where it, mm-hmm. where it goes flat or even downright gets bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm fascinated by what we do in that moment. And the conventional wisdom is we kind of blow up our life. You know, we leave the marriage, we, we quit the job, we do some dramatic external change. However, knowing what I know and doing the work I've been doing for over 30 years, that's not it. You got to go inside out. And so I'm developing and have been developing for the past several months, this whole new body of work around what I'm calling activating the passion body. Because to me, that discontent and that moment when what's been working stops working, stops making us happy, that's a call from our soul that it's time to go deeper. And we, don't, we can't even know what to change on the outside till we do that inner work. And so that's really the nexus of what I'm hot about now. I love that, that you said so many things that I want to talk about. And but bef- so I'm going to go back to something and then I want to go back to this topic because it's such a hot topic and it's such an important thing to do because so many people are grabbing things externally and just reacting and then they're making decisions that aren't the best for them. You talked about sustaining relationships. I love the fact that you recognize the highs and the lows and the intimacy. Was that in female relationships as well as male relationships? Oh, interesting. I was when I said that, I was thinking in particular of of intimate relationships. So whether you're with a man or a woman, 
doesn't matter, but it's just like the that sustaining of connection over time. But I think it applies to friendships too. Yeah, that's what I was asking. So I was curious because I'm sure all of this has built your work today. Like it's it it has, which is great. And then when you made the moment back in the time when you were in, you decided that you didn't want to coach and you wanted to write, what was the experience like for you then? Like, what did you notice in your own life, in your own being that you were like, I have to change? What was that? There was a pivotal moment. So I was in the middle of expanding my practice, actually buying a different office in New York, and I was going to expand into having other practitioners and teaching workshops and just kind of do a whole thing. And I was standing in the immigration line at JFK coming back from a dive trip. And on the plane, I'd read this book of poetry called, I might butcher the title, but I think it's called You You Can Change Your Life or something like that, right? And it's this beautiful compilation of poems uh, by Roger Housden, he's the compiler. It's an anthology of a bunch of people's galvanizing kind of poems. And I had this epiphany standing in the immigration line, like, oh shit, it's not that I want to expand my practice, it's that I want to close it <laughs> and I want to write poems. <laughs> and that's that was the sort of uh, revelation that that the book brought to me. And within six weeks, I was out of my office. I'd referred out my clients. I got my deposit back on the office because there was a zoning issue. So luckily, I could get 100% of my deposit back. And I was out. What do you think gave you the courage to do, to follow your heart and soul at that moment in time and your intuition? Man, that's a hard one to answer because it's kind of hardwired. Yeah, okay. So it's, a, it's, a, it's that, that's just a hard one for me to answer. I'm fortunate in that I had financial stability, so I didn't, that wasn't the concern. That wasn't just the deciding factor. Um, I had financial stability, so I could really choose what I desired. And I've always, I'm just wired to have my allegiance be to what's true and what's aligned and to what guidance conveys to me over what makes sense. That's just how I'm wired. And I think you would agree that even if somebody didn't have the financial stability, let me ask you, they should still heed those calls, like pay attention to those calls, right? Absolutely. I mean, pay, you know, when, when you don't have that financial stability, obviously some of the choices are different. Maybe you have to take a menial job while you build your new thing. Like it, right. it's right. I mean, I've worked, I've been a smoothie girl in a juice bar. Like I'm not above doing what I got to do in the moment. Um, you know, so there might be different choices. You can't just go, Oh, I'm out and leave, you know, like, but uh, I do believe that you can heed the call even as you maintain some kind of way to have income coming in, even if that income isn't coming from your ideal thing yet, you got to listen to your soul to stay radiant, which we're talking about radiance. When, when we are aligned with ourselves, when we're aligned with our hearts, that's magnetic. That's, that's what draws everything to us. And so even if part of the day has to be spent doing a job that is not 
the thing we desire, we can still feel pleasure and turn on and and be excited about that job because it's giving us the foundation for the thing that we're going toward, right? So we don't have to resent the yeah. short-term thing that we got to do for the long-term goal. Yeah, I, I always call it a bridge job because for me yes. personally, it's it's more important to be working towards the thing you want to do than to stay miserable and feel trapped. So Absolutely. I love that. So then it takes me to another point that I thought was so great. You didn't realize how many nuggets you gave me in your little story that I was like, I know my audience and I have to touch on these. And I also want to know for myself. And I love that you shared this, Maria Elizabeth. And this is what I like about her. She's very transparent. So you're already now in a business. Your business is doing well. You've been doing it for seven years. But all of a sudden now you get an itch that you need to serve or teach something different. Tell me about that pivotal moment where you started shifting, because I understand that so much as an entrepreneur for 17 years in this business, you've been doing it for years. We can't, people think you just stay, you find it, but it's not, it shifts. So talk about that. Yeah. I mean, and and maybe for some people it does stay, but not for me. It's never been that way. There has been a through line and I can talk about that. Like every single thing I've done, there has been this this central piece at the core that is really the core of what I'm doing here on the planet. However, I I love that, that is important. With, so if you want to yeah, do so that now can, or later. Okay, should I do that now? Okay. Sure. So when I was 17, when I was 17, I did a theater program in the summer between junior and senior year. And I had this super sad solo in the final show. I sang the song, et cetera. At the end of the show, one of the kids in one of the other programs came up to me and was like, oh my God, that song was so sad and so powerful. You actually made me cry in front of my mother. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed, but I couldn't help it. And I had this epiphany then that what I'm here to do is bring people out of their regular mundane daily sleepwalking kind of existence to have them feel something or see something and then be deposited back into their life, hopefully with a broader perspective. Like I hope, I hope what he took away was like, it's okay to have feelings in front of your parents, but you know uh, I, I don't know what he took away because we didn't see each other after that. So when I was doing massage, that's what I was doing. I'm taking people out of their daily experience, shifting something in their body so they can go back to their life with less pain, with more mobility, et cetera. Acupuncture and herbs, same. Sound healing, color healing, same. Coaching, same. Poetry, same. Mm -hmm. You read a poem, hopefully it rearranges something in your psyche and you look at life completely differently. And coaching relationships, same. You come out of your regular like about your life and you come into a coaching session, you see some shit and then hopefully you go back to your life with a clearer perspective and more capacity to turn your life in the direction that you want. And so that's been a through line. I saw it at 17 and I was like, Oh, that's what I'm here to do. And everything I've done has been in the service of that. So for me, it's less about how I'm doing it and more about, am I doing it? Am I on the thread? You know? Mm -hmm. And so this latest shift, what I saw, I love coaching folks about relationships. However, there is a kind of, like, I don't see myself 
in the same way as I see a lot of coaches in the relationship space. My goal is, has never been to help people be more comfortable. My goal is to help people see who they are and who they're being and is who they're being aligned with who they actually are and who they want to be? Or are they acting out traumas and, and conditioning and shit they were taught to want by other people rather than being true to who th themselves? And because my deepest core value is around awakening and around growth and around truth, I realized that I had to be, I, my own edge and the scary spot for me was I had to come out more directly as a spiritual practitioner, as a spiritual teacher, as, as a guide in, in a larger way than only relationships. Mm -hmm. Because what interests me about relationships is what they reveal to us about ourselves. Yeah. I'm really not interested in helping someone get into a relationship so they can go to sleep. Like, no, yeah. it's ideally the relationship is catalyzing a deeper opening and awakening within you of love, which yeah. is uh, essentially a very disruptive force that exposes everything that's not love, you know, and, and I, I want to work with people who have that kind of courage, who want that. And I wasn't, because I was niched pretty tightly in the relationship space, that wasn't necessarily who I was attracting. And so that was the scary piece for me was like, oh, I actually need to align myself more visibly and clearly with what I'm actually doing here, which is helping people wake up and be more true to themselves within relationship, within business, within their families, and communicate more effectively. Because I think most of us don't know how to do that very well. And we create a lot of wreckage. So that does that answer your question? It does. I love it. And it's it's so in alignment with what I believe and what I feel is important and about building your life from the inside out. And yeah. I think this is a perfect opportunity to say to everybody that I'm sure you're resonating with Marie Elizabeth is saying, and I really would say to you, go to her quiz, because mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit of now about how the work she's doing and how she helps people. And the, uh, the quiz is relationshipalchemy.com forward slash power dash quiz relationship alchemy.com forward slash power slash quiz. Um, so I agree with that a thousand percent. And I really think we have to get into a space. People have to get out of their heads that they're waiting for so many things for their life to change. And it does not happen that way. No. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about how you're working with people or how you see this next iteration um, of how you're going to help people, because I think it's very powerful and very important. Thank you. Yeah. So earlier this year in January, I delivered my first retreat at our home. So we have this fabulous home in San Jose del Cabo, Mexico. And I, I bought this home with the intention to hold retreats there, because I think there's something very powerful about stepping out of your regular space to have and be completely held. Like I, we take care of every detail from the moment they walk out the door of the airport to the moment we drop them off, mm. you know, the transport, the food, the housing, the, the teaching, all of it's handled, the excursion, like everything's handled. And so 
I began, so I, I did a retreat in January, I did a retreat in May, and these are potent containers to really drop in, get clear about what's working, what's not working, what you really want without the pressure of the daily grind. And also I, I, I do a type of work uh, as part of my toolbox that helps to align the subconscious and conscious minds because we can have a conscious goal, but our subconscious is really invested in safety versus change. And so what often happens is we have this desire, we have this goal to do something or go somewhere and our subconscious is back here going, whoa, no. And, and it'll tend to sabotage or block it in some way. And so as part of the retreat, there's both the visioning piece, but then there's also the alignment, the literally aligning your brain with your desires. And there's the pampering and the pool and the jacuzzi and all the yummy, the cacao ceremony and all the yummy stuff that we also do as part of this retreat. And so uh, these retreats are called passion body activations. And what I mean by a passion body is the part of you that it's like a soul level part of you that's not governed by your conditioning, uh, that really knows what you truly want. And it has the power to go get it. It's where your radiance comes out of. Mm -hmm. And the more you learn to activate and align yourself with your passion body, as opposed to what I call your pretty body, which is the body most of us are functioning in, in the first half of life, we're trying to do it right. We're trying to, you know, adhere to conventional notions of beauty. We're trying to be attractive in certain ways, you know, and all the things that all the pretzel twisting we do as women to try to conform and be acceptable that has a shelf life yeah. and that moment where that stops really making us happy or stops working because <laughs> both could happen that's the moment where the passion body really needs to be activated and that's where you really get the kind of radiance that carries you through to old age and you see women, you, it's so obvious when women have this thing turned on. Mm -hmm. like, you, like you see an Emma Thompson, uh, Michelle Obama, um, Tilda Swinton, Helen Mirren. I mean, I don't know why. It's for some reason, so many British women come to mind when I think of this. But, but it's, it's, it's these women who are, are vibrant and magnetic and attractive and turned on and doing their thing well into their later years and that's because they've activated this passion body and and it doesn't happen automatically i think it's something that we really need to attend to when we hit that moment where we no longer are satisfied by pretty body level life so i, I when you were talking about the conscious and the subconscious i was actually going to ask you well, where is the soul consciousness and you're kind of saying that this is the passion body activation because that's the hit when you got on the, when you were on the uh, line in the immigration, that's the thing that's leading you, correct? And now it's just more yeah. powerful because there's a life experience behind it. It sounds like there's so much more, yeah. I love that you brought that out because I wanted to speak about, because I'm also very intuitive, right? So I'm, I'm very open vertically, you know? Uh, and so intuition, to clarify the difference, between like a pure intuitive kind of space that can be 
often felt if you're a feeler, it's kind of, you know, maybe your crown is open and it's above you kind of thing. The passion body has that, but it's embodied like your soul, you know, so it's, it's, it's more embodied and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't privilege the ascendant over the imminent, over the body. Because I think what happens to a lot of us, at least what happened to me for the first 20 years of my spiritual life, is I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I love being up and out there and meditating and like, and, and my body was kind of an afterthought. And I think as we get older, that is not good for us. Like we need to attend to the body because it's our vessel. It's what has us here on the planet. It's actually the vehicle through which we get to experience pleasure and pleasure is feminine fuel. It's the thing that really also keeps us radiant and, and alive and vibrant. And so at some point we really have to embody and we have to contend with having a body. And that's why I, I developed this work and called it the passion body because it's not an ascendant it, it 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 it's a both and yeah. it's a it's an intuitive deep openness to spirit and in firmly in a bodily life yeah and i understand that because and we might describe it differently and i i understand that and i want to put a little attention onto this for people that are listening because nothing frustrates me more when somebody's telling me their dream and i'm like okay great what are you doing about it well i'm sitting down and meditating and I'm like, well, that's not going to do anything. You need to, to, you need to take action. And I, and I hear what you're saying because there is a part inside of us that is source. That is our, it, where that combination happens. It's our truth. It's our wholeness, everything. And you're activating that, which is so beautiful. And then people are acting from that place. They're living their life from that place. Yes. And not waiting. It's so incredible. It's so um, key. And so, yeah, so the retreats are, are one way that I'm doing that. I also do private, I do a breakthrough intensives where it's like a two-week intensive support around a specific pattern that someone wants to shift. Mm. And that's often a great spot to start with me is really like, let's tackle one pattern that you just haven't managed to 100% shift. Like it just keeps biting you in the ass in some way. Let's get to the root of that and, and shift that and put an action plan in place to have you start practicing new things, new skills, new speech, new actions, to have it be different. And then from there, I also have a community that I call the Passion Body Hub. And it's a small, intimate community where we have a training call once a month and a theme of the month as well as one of the brain training calls where we're doing that exact work to align our mind to our goals. Um, and, and so that's on a platform called Circle, which is similar to Mighty Networks. It's, it's just a lovely uh, community way to engage with me. And then obviously the private work, ongoing private coaching too. So those are, those are the main things. It's the retreats, which actually Patrick, my partner and I are teaching a couple's retreat later in the fall as well. Oh, nice. That's going to be super fun. Yeah. It's like a long weekend in Mexico. Um, so that's coming up in November, but mostly I do women's retreats in Mexico and then the breakthrough intensive ongoing private coaching and the passion body hub community. And all of this is on your website, relationshipalchemy.com. Most of it. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't gotten a hub up there yet. I mostly just talk to folks about it if I feel like they're a good fit. 
Um, but the rest is up there. And they can, can they email you? Yes, they can absolutely email me at hello at relationshipalchemy.com. Great. Because I'm in this transition, a lot of the languaging on my website is still centered around relationship. And I haven't fully updated all the passion body stuff yet, except the retreats are up and those have the new language. But um, but my coaching stuff doesn't quite have the new uh, language up yet. I'm still in process with that. It, it takes a while. And I got to say, yeah. I just talked to you like a month ago and you were forming it, pulling it together then. And you're so much clearer and I have this problem with my programs too, because they're also evolving. The programs itself have such a life to it that it's hard sometimes to put words to people's experiences. They're very, the, the experience you offer is very multifaceted, multidimensional. It's life-changing. You can't put that into linear words. It's very difficult. And I've I don't care how many times the testimonials. <laughs> What'd you say? I've noticed that with the testimonials for the retreat. You know, it's like, it's sort of, you know, what are your main takeaways? Well, you know. Exactly. Like, they don't know how to put it into words. Like my whole life has shifted, but I don't know how to talk about it, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, and, and that's the same thing. We get testimonials and it's like, they have a hard time explaining it. And then they shift again. So then that testimonial doesn't even hold true. Mm. So I love this. I want to ask you. I want to ask you a couple of questions. The first question I have though, is the two week intensive sounds really fascinating because so like I'm somebody who's been in therapy for many years on and off. Right. And I think therapy is wonderful because it gives you a basics, a foundation to understand yourself as you go out and do other work, but it doesn't most. most yeah. Most go of ahead. My clients have been, most of my clients have been in therapy for 10 years. Like I love therapy, like well therapized people. Cause you, cause we know ourselves, we know our stuff. We know our patterns. We're self-aware. We can feel what we're feeling. It's it's great work. And like you said, it doesn't that itself doesn't create the change. No, but I do agree with you that a, a client that is conscious. I know that my therapist, like I was recently with, was appreciative because I've got it like at a quick level. So I love the work that you're doing. So how do you meet with people over the two weeks to break that pattern? How does that, what does that look like? Because I have a feeling people that are listening may be interested in that. Besides everything else you offer. Yeah, yeah. The retreat it's sounds delicious. amazing too. I'm like interested uh, in that. It's delicious. The next yeah. one, the next, the next passion body activation is specifically around loving and wise. So really accessing a deeper layer of your own loving nature and your own wisdom and how to share that more effectively. That's coming up in January of 24. Let's uh, stay there but, a second. But the, oh, okay. Stay there just because you said it and then we'll go back. I'm really good at remembering just because this is beautiful. Loving yourself at a deeper level. How does that shift your work, your life, your career, yourself? How do you find that that helps people to really navigate a more, um, a better life? I don't, I can't find the words for it. Well, what's coming to mind as a response to the way you phrased it was like, was we stop abandoning ourselves. Like we mm -hmm. stop, uh, you know, when you love yourself, you stop putting other people's needs before your own. And and it's not, it's not about becoming an entitled jerk either mm -hmm. and sort of my way or the highway, but, but really your needs deserve to be on the same playing field with other people's needs. And very often, those of us who identify as spiritual, we also identify as being givers, which means that we can have a tendency to people please. We can have a tendency to put other people first. And 
then we end up self-abandoning and not being true to ourselves. And so really when you start to develop a foundation of self-love as, as your base of operations, you a can be much more loving and compassionate in your relationships because you're not functioning on low grade resentment because you've abandoned yourself and, uh, you, you just make better choices. It's just easier to hear what's right for you because you can feel when it's off. You can feel when it's misaligned. There's, there's so much, and I'm going to go back to the other question. I'm not going to forget it, everyone, if you're listening and wondering, but this is super important for us to go here because as business owners, and we work with people who have businesses, especially in the spiritual community, one, I'm always like, don't serve other people at a detriment to yourself. But even something else you're teaching, Marie Elizabeth, that I think is super important. We just had this conversation. When you don't abandon yourself, actually, somebody did this last night. I'm going to do a whole podcast about it. I'm recording this on June 28th. I'm very much about time putting it, June 28, 2023. Anyway, somebody wrote something on uh, one of my posts yesterday that was unsolicited advice, had nothing to do with the post, and was telling me about my nervous system and how I, how I need to dive into it. And I don't take that stuff because I don't abandon myself. And I right away on the post was like, I never asked for this. I don't know what you're talking about. Do not give me unsolicited advice about my nervous system. Like, I don't care who sees it. And we were just talking in another business group about like when people start getting like bad reviews and things like that and how you handle it. And when you love yourself at this deep level and you don't abandon yourself, you handle that stuff so much better. And people need this. They think I'm just going to go out and study that marketing tool and that strategy and the sales thing. And when you're in an opportunity with someone, a big somebody you're working with somebody or you're going into a big meeting, if you don't know how to love yourself, you can sabotage the whole experience. And I'd love to yeah. know your feelings about this because I think it's really important. I want to change the perspective for people, like how people are viewing how to run their lives. They need to run it from the place that you're teaching. Does this make sense? This makes total sense. Okay. And when you have this kind of foundation, you can respond to things swiftly, clearly. You don't have to get nasty, mm -mm. you know? And uh, one, of my, one of my great models for handling haters is Molly Mahoney. I don't know if you know Molly, but she's a business coach. She's one of my coaches. And she, she's just a ninja master at responding to haters with such love, clarity, but love that often they end up coming back later and apologizing <laughs> even months later, even years later. And she, and there have even been people, she never said a word. She just responded the way she is, which is full of love. And somebody even came back to her much later and said, you know, I, I identify as a Christian and I realized I have not been behaving as such. Like I've mm -hmm. not been in alignment with the teachings I supposedly espouse. And I'm sorry for that. That was out of integrity to speak to you that way, right? So it's like when you hold that pole of love for yourself and others, mm -hmm. which is much easier to do when you start from love with yourself too, uh, amazing stuff can happen. And, and something transformed for that person. And she didn't even teach that. She didn't even try to teach them that. She just responded genuinely and lovingly and didn't take their crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's key. And, and, and I love that you were able to just 
be like, be so firm with that boundary because I, there's a lot of shenanigans. There's there people. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. There's just a lot of shenanigans out there when people are going in and sort of trying to read you without your permission. Oh yeah, I that's know. Just off. That's just off. You know, <laughs> and so that just needs a swift sword to cut through that thing. You know. Yeah, and I think I think and totally, and I think that the point too is. Um, and what I'm trying, what I feel like the business is shifting in is you can study as much as you want about marketing, sales, copywriting, all the different things that you do need. But if you don't have the foundation of loving yourself and respecting your work and the way that you explained your mission from like the 17 years old on, which everybody can pinpoint a time in their life when something like that happened or the, if they think about it, then you're not going to be able to run a business that is on because entrepreneur's life goes up and down, up and down, up and down, just like life does. And when you don't abandon yourself in the down moments, as well as the up moments, you're succeeding, you're learning something, you're growing, you're expanding. So and often, and often we learn more in the down yes. moments, right? Because it shows us what our mind does in that space. Completely. And yeah, this is a lot of the work. I mean, a lot of the work I end up doing with people is, is shadow work because it's what we want to avoid. It's what we disown about ourselves. It's what we dislike about ourselves. It's what we cut off that is generally running the show. So the more that we can integrate and love on every part of us, even the parts that have caused us shame in the past, the more we can bring those into the fold, so to speak, and, and hold them close and hug them and love them, the more power we have to bear in our business, in our desires, in the creation of a life that truly is aligned and, and radiant and uplifting. But when we're trying to avoid the down or we're trying to avoid what we don't like, uh, that's just always a recipe for staying stuck as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I love that. Great. Okay, so we're going to start wrapping up. Tell us about the two-week oh, thing that yes. we're talking about. The Breakthrough Intensive. So with the Breakthrough Intensive, we there's an extensive questionnaire beforehand, so I have sort of all the details. And then we have a two-hour deep dive call at the front end. And then there we create, we, we go deeply into the pattern and and figure out I mean, very often that's where the biggest revelation happens, where somebody sees like, oh my God, this thing's been running my life since I was five years old. Mm. So, so we do that in the two-hour call, and then uh, we come up with an action plan to implement. And that it, it, there may be a lot of action. There may be it may be more internal and journaling. It's not. I we create a plan that's aligned with whatever it is that we're working on. And then there's a boxer access during business hours for the next couple of weeks to as the implementation of the plan is happening. And if, you know, roadblocks or something doesn't work well and needs to be shifted, like we tweaking it as we go. And then we close with a half hour follow-up call uh, at the back end of the two weeks that really adjusts and clarifies what to do moving forward. So if the, if the action plan is spot on, great, just keep doing that. If there's something else that needs to be tweaked or shifted about it to move forward, great. And, and so that's basically the structure of the two-week thing. And then at that point, someone can decide, oh, I want to have ongoing support and I want to join 
the passion body hug because then that way we get to touch in with each other twice a month and have ongoing coaching and training and goal setting in this particular brain training alignment way uh, or they might decide to come to a retreat or they might decide to have ongoing coaching it can go anywhere from there so i have some clients who do a quarterly uh they sign up for a quarterly intensive oh, that's and what i love about that is like you know i work with adults mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know they don't always need a lot of hand-holding and they're busy and they're successful so they're they don't want to talk every week like yep. they want you know And so what I love about a quarterly intensive, it's like, okay, here's what you're working on for the next three months. Go do it. Yeah. I I like that too. Yeah. You know, it's, I love that. Or it's a combination of intensives with retreats. And so I have different packages that combine things in different ways, customized because people are different and need different stuff. And if someone does want more ongoing touch base, then they can either do the hub like join the hub and be part of a beautiful community or they can, can choose ongoing private coaching. It's up to them, but it's not required. Cause I mean, I think you can do a lot on your own, especially the kind of mature grown kick-ass women I work with often, they just need like a little, and then they're off and running. Yeah. That's That's the same. I love that. Okay. So how tell any is there anything else that you'd like us to know as we're wrapping this up and then we'll tell everybody again how to find you ah. oh anything else you know I, I i i love to me the, the important thing about staying radiant and and actually expanding radiance in the second half of life is to recognize that it's so much more determined by your insides, by your energy, by where you're moving from, than by what you look like on the outside. And I mean, I care about my appearance. We all care about our appearance, not about like not caring about our appearance, but our appearance is not the thing that determines our radiance. It's a deeper thing. And our radiance is what makes us magnetic and beautiful and sexy and, you know, so attending to that, attending to your turn on and learning to live a turned on and passionate life that's true to you, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else. That's the thing that to me is, brings all the riches, you know, it just brings all the goodies because even if there's moments where you're tearing your hair out because your business isn't growing as fast as you want it to grow, whatever it is, you're still on your growing edge. You're still, you know, you're, you're alive. <laughs> and, and so I really encourage your folks to trust that, to trust that deeper place and allow it to expand and speak to you and, and follow it uh, because that's the thing that's really going to carry you through the whole rest of your life, much more than um, those external kind of fixes. I love that. It's so, it's so, so true. That's great. Thank you so much. So everyone, they'll, everything will be in the show notes, but you can find out more about Maria Elizabeth Molly at uh, relationshipalchemy.com. Remember she's got that incredible quiz, which is relationshipalchemy.com forward slash power quiz, power dash quiz. And then she's also got a podcast. May I say, may I say the title of the quiz? Cause it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please. So, 
The quiz is actually titled Your Grown-Ass Power Quiz. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and it, in the quiz, you'll discover your passion body archetype. So there's five ar primary archetypes that I've identified. And, and it's really about getting clear on what your archetype is, what your strengths are, what the areas you need to work on, like where your passion body could be truncated or blocked and how to open that up. And so it's it's really about releasing and and uh, amplifying your power. Uh, and then I also, yeah, I don't want to confuse things. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, quiz. no, that sounds amazing. And I'm glad you explained that a little bit because um, people wouldn't know like, okay, so what's the quiz? So that's perfect. And it sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so go and check out that quiz and check out Marie Elizabeth's um, podcast as well, which is Relationship Alchemy. Yep. Okay. Relationship Alchemy. And you can find that at relationshipalchemy.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much, Marie Elizabeth. It was so great getting to meet you and talk, talk more. <laughs> oh, I just love every time I talk with you. It's just feels so delicious. Thank I you know so we're, it's, it's like alignment. I love it. I love it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And remember to rate, review, subscribe and share this podcast and definitely go and check out Marie Elizabeth's podcast as well and all her stuff. And I will see you next time. Enjoy.